We are so glad that you were listening to the Temple of God International podcast. We as a family are praying for you and we believe that this is just the word that you need. God bless you. To the glory of God. Amen and amen. We just want to pray this. We are still in the morning, isn't it? We look at, just pray that God have mercy on you, which is very deep. God and reveal himself to you. Reveal himself to you even through this time of thanksgiving. May something be revealed to you because the kingdom as if it is hidden. If you look at Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. One who take our prayer points from 44 all through to 46. Jesus describing the kingdom. He says so many things from 26 about the kingdom. Then later he expounded. The Bible tells us that when he was alone, the few close people came to him. Then he said that some of the things that you said in the open, some of the things that you said in the marketplace, we didn't understand. And he expounded it to them. Glory be to God. He expounded it to them. Then after, he went on to say something very deep that I pray in the name of Jesus that you get it concerning your walk with God. It is to our benefit to walk close to God. We need God more than God needs us. Many times a lot has been hidden. Many times a lot has been hidden. Yesterday we had an opportunity. I was really reluctant to go to that party for some reason. But then I learned a few things that has been 20 years. Some had confidence and boldness to come to us. Others too were looking at us from afar. But one of the things that I can say is that, you know, it depends on how God reveals himself to you. It's a humbling experience. It depends on how God reveals himself to you. So when it comes to a time like this, I'll beg of you to pray sincerely. And I'll also give you an opportunity to thank God sincerely from the depth of your heart. Because even the ability that we are here, breathing, we just thank God. Are you there with me? I just thank God this morning, 52 years. No pain, not able. I'm like an 18-year-old. Sometimes my wife says that when I climb the steps, you could hear my breath and that and that. I mean, I don't hear it. Probably <laughs> some people are just making noise around me. And this, are you there with me? I give God praise and I give God thanks. Now, our prayer that God reveal yourself, even in this day of thanksgiving. He says again, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a treasure. So this whole thing, this chest thing, this God thing, memorizing scripture, thanking God. He says, it's likened unto a treasure hidden or hid in a field, King James says. Hid in a field, which when a man has found. So there's a discovery. Are you there with me? You're, it's a one-to-one. I mean, we, we are nobodies at all. We are here to point you to God. We are here to reconcile you to your maker. Are you there with me? We are, we are nothing at all. I mean, we are just... Vessels that God is using. He went on to say, and he hideth it. And for the joy thereof, goeth and selleth all that he has to buy the field. 
Okay, so it says as you see, as we all come, when we hear about God and we talk about God and open the Bible, and suddenly God just shows you something, and He likened it into somebody who is into buying treasures. Then He finds the treasure that He wants, or a treasure of great price, in a place. So He tries to go and release Himself. He tried to go to secure the field. For himself. That is how the kingdom is. If God revealed the benefits of an assembly, the benefit of thanking God, the benefit of reading the Bible, the benefit of having him as a father, nobody will tell you to come to church. You wouldn't have any text message. You wouldn't have, you would run, you'd be the first to come here. But because it's hidden from us, that is why we are not paying every price and selling everything that is holding us back for us. So it is meaningful, very highly desirable, very important that when we come to church, just bow down your head because our God that we are serving, he hides himself. Is it possible that all these 20 years, there are a lot that we don't know about God, but we think we know. All these 30 years in the faith, there's a lot that has been hidden from us and we do not know. Isn't it? It is possible. It is possible and it's very, very humbling. Okay, now the next thing. It says again, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a merchant seeking goodly pearls. A merchant is a businessman and he deals in pearls. We all know how pricey real pearls are and even how to get pearls. Are you there with me? The price or what, how they have to, uh, the cost of mining pearls. Are you there with me? It says who, when he has found, so here again found discovery. One of what great price? Are you there? He goes and he sells. Are you there? Only? Meanwhile, others who are also just around, others are around, they've not discovered anything like this. What is this church? What is this God saying? What is this? What is this? What is this? So all that I can say is to lead you that God reveal yourself to us. The Bible talks about Samuel. God revealed himself. Are you there with me? To various people through various means. The Bible says of someone that God revealed himself through the word. Are you there with me? God revealed himself through the word. If you look at David very carefully, if you look at Abraham very carefully, are you there with me? They knew something about God. So pray in the name of Jesus. Make a sincere prayer. Don't look at me. Make a sincere prayer. Connect, connect, build an altar. Let the heavens be open over your lives and pray. Pray that your relationship with God doesn't stay the same. Your relationship with God doesn't say the same. I'm here to reconcile you to your maker. That is all. That is all. That is all that we are here for. That is all. To promote you to God. To prove that there is a God in heaven. But I tell you, depending on how you are prepared to take a step, make a sincere prayer in the name of Jesus. Make a sincere prayer even in this time. Make a sincere prayer. Make a sincere prayer. Make a sincere prayer. Make a sincere prayer. Sincere prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus. We pray, O oh Lord, having seen this portion of scripture, that your kingdom is likened unto something that has to be discovered. Father, open, O oh Lord, the windows of heaven. Grant us all the receptivity, O oh Lord. May we discover what we do not know. May we discover things about you, hidden things about you. May this kingdom, O oh Lord, may this church walk, O oh Lord, may this Christendom, O oh Lord, let it be revealed unto us. May we know the hope of our calling. May your word and your promises, O oh Lord, may it be stronger and stronger. May we understand you 
in the name of Jesus. Father, words cannot describe, oh Lord, how these things. It is very likely that all our life we have not seen you in a certain way. We have not discovered you in a certain way. We have not experienced you in a certain way. Today we humbly come to you by mercy, O oh Lord, by the blood that was shed in cover. Look upon Jesus, O oh Lord, and have mercy upon us and reveal yourself to us in this assembly. Father, we in this room and we that are online, O oh Lord, that our, this world will never be the same. Our world, people around us will never be the same again because we have had an encounter with you through the living word. We have had an encounter with you either by the spirit of the living God. We have had an encounter you, with you through your heavenly host. We have had an encounter with you, O Lord. Through your servant, we have had an encounter with you, O Lord. The various means that you will choose, O Lord, to bless us, to draw us nearer unto you. I recall this psalm who says, the blessed is the man who the man you, blessed is the man that you choose it and you cause it to approach thee. Cause us, O Lord, cause us, cause us, reveal me eyes. May the veil over our eyes be lifted, and may we see you clearly. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Desist right now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Anybody with a testimony? Anybody this year? Anybody with a testimony? It's also Thanksgiving and testimony time. So it's just a short service. Anybody? 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 Nobody with a testimony? You have a testimony, yes. I just want to tell you who will come. Okay, right after um, this, you come, please. Any other person to the glory of God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have a testimony. Glory be to God. I think I have a testimony as well. Amen. Now let's look at Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12 very quickly. It's a time of thanksgiving, and I'm going to say a few interesting things and important things. You know, we know of David. Aida is one of the people that had, God gave him certain keys. And the Bible tells us in the book of Revelation that even Jesus had a key of David. Another person that also had a key is Abraham. There's a lot to learn about Abraham. Are you there with me? If in this life it is said, if you don't know anything, if you don't know, if we don't, are you there? We'll just copy the fate of Abraham. In fact, Galatians tells us that we'll be marked by the fate of Abraham. And the Bible also tells us that we should be mutators. This is Hebrews. He says, just copy those who through faith and patience inherited their promises. Mutators means they're copy. So anytime you read the Bible and Abraham does something, try and do the same. Try and do the same. And I tell you, heaven, heaven will bear you record. Are you there with me? I'm saying this to encourage you because sometimes we have to have answers to prayers for our faith in God should be sharpened, for our faith in God to be enhanced, for our faith in God to be developed and strengthened. Are you there with me? When your faith in God is strengthened, it also encourages me and encourages the people around. Are you there with me? But if things are not happening and your business is that, it has also a certain effect on me. Are you there? It has a certain effect on my fire. Glory be to God. One of the things that I can say is that God is good. God is very, very good. Like all this time, 1999, we had the opportunity to be in the forefront in ministry in Bristol. And if God is not real, I don't think I'm a stupid guy. 
I may look stupid, I'm not at all. When you come close to me, one sister sent me, she thought my birthday was yesterday. So sent me, ah, this is the wisdom that I received from. She doesn't fellowship with us anymore. Not in a bad way, she's somewhere else. But she said something very interesting. I said, oh, I don't even know this about myself. Glory be to God. She says, I've received so much wisdom from you. I said, oh, really? So if you come close, you'll see we are not. But then why are we doing this? Because we have seen something. God is real. God is real. And it is to our benefit. The Bible says, hear the conclusion of the matter. One of the richest man that ever lived. If you are into riches, riches motivates you. He says, fear God and keep his commandments. That is the whole duty of man. Glory be to God. This is in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Now I'm going to read 1 to 7 very quickly about this man Abraham. Amen. This man Abraham. Isaiah 51 also tells us that Abraham and Sarah are models that we should learn from. The Bible says it clearly that we should learn from them. Look at them and learn from them. Glory be to God. It says, now, the Lord said to Abraham, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Okay, so it calls for separation. Call for separation concerning this Christian work. And I will make thee a great nation. And I will bless thee. Please take note. I will make. Are you there? I will make. So talk about a superior being. Talk about God telling us that it is him that makes. Are you there with me? And he's never changed. There's no variableness. He hasn't got any plan of changing. He's still the same. And I'll make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. Are you there with me? This is the same God. He says, and I will bless them that bless thee. He's never changed. And curse them that curse thee. And in thee shall the families of the earth be blessed. Are you there with me? This is some of the things that everyone should desire in the coming years, in the coming days, to tap into this blessing. That through you, people around, your world, people around, your children, your neighbors are blessed. Glory be to God. The minimum you will do is to post a Christian Christmas card or so to your loved ones or your neighbors. It goes on to say, So Abraham departed as the Lord has spoken unto, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed out of Iran. Abraham took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all his substance that he had gathered, and the souls that he had gotten in Haran, and they went forth, and they went forth to go into the land of Canaan. And into the land of Canaan they came. Verse 6 says that, And Abraham passed through the land unto the place of Shechem, unto a plain of Moriah. And the Canaanites, Canaanites was then in the land. Take note, was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto thee... Will I give thee? So this is the word of the Lord coming to Abraham. 
he understood it the second time clear. The first time says the move, and he moved. The second word that came was that, unto thee I will give the land. Are you there with me? I will, I will give thee this land. It's not been given to him yet. The promise is that I will give you this land. What did Abraham do? And Abraham built an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Now, let me just say this, right? There is something in Christianity called building of altars. And you can build altars as often as possible. There are certain assembly. Are you, they take second offering as a sign of building an altar. There are certain assemblies after the message, people come forward in front of the church and they build an altar, a prayer altar. Today, I want to tell you about the altar of thanksgiving. Very, very, very important. Very, very, very important. Even we as humans, when you see ungrateful people, you move away from them. How much more God? And I want you to know that God sees thanksgiving as very, very, very important. God sees thanksgiving as very, very, very important. Are you there with me? It's, a, it's something that makes you recognize the superiority of God. If you are thankful to God. Thankful to God. Sincerely thank him every morning. Let me say a little about an altar. An altar is, you know, Anybody that builds an altar recognizes the spiritual realm. In the spiritual realm, right, what we have is God and Satan. God and Satan. And we are the only legal entities or beings that can tap into the spiritual realm and tap legally do things also on earth. God did that. So, there is a fight over us. Who will win? Are we going to make God win? Or we are going to make Satan win? God is a spirit. Satan is also a spirit. And God wants to show that he is real. He's around. And that is the ministry of Jesus Christ. And that is the whole essence of Christianity. On the other hand, Satan also is looking for us to show that, listen, there is wickedness. There is evil. There is stabbing. There is road rage. There is quarrel. And all these demonic things. There is death before your time. And all sorts of things. And the fight is on. And this Satan is very stubborn because he watches, he looks at things very carefully. And even if God has taken hold of us, he looks for an opportunity to come in, to spoil things. Jesus says something which is a wake-up call for every one of us. Please, irrespective of how blessed we are, it isn't time to slow down but run as fast as possible to give the baton to the next generation as God has taken hold of us. Is somebody hearing me? The Bible talks about a man talking about God in this same Matthew chapter 13, that he sowed, he did sowed good seeds. He did good things on earth. But then along the way, 
the enemy came to spoil things. We all know about this. Jesus repeated it. It happened in Genesis and it keeps on happening. Are you there with me? But Jesus says something very interesting, that the remedy to that or the cause of that was that men who were to stop it were sleeping, were not alight. Are you there with me? So I feel that because thanksgiving is missing in the body of Christ, because thanksgiving is missing from our lips, because thanksgiving is being taken out of our lives, we, we do not recognize God's input on our daily basis. And the enemy comes in and begins to spoil. Something was going good. Something was going good. Something was going good. Then suddenly, the enemy comes in and begins to spoil it. It happens in marriages. It happens in, uh, find, find, you know, sometimes you get a good job. You look at the letter, your promotion and all sorts of things. Everything is working hard. This will meet my needs. I'll be able to live comfortably. I'll be able to afford this. I'll be able to find. Along the way, along the way, Satan comes in by putting certain horrible managers or certain people to take away your peace, to take away your unhappiness. Then you even forget that this job you actually thank God for. The same applies to marriage. The same applies to children. The same applies to children. I remember many years ago, we used to live in Hornchurch, somewhere there. And when I was walking on Henchers High Street, all the children were small, so I don't remember whether Joshua and Eunice was born or so. And one lady, she just walked up to me, she says, oh, they are very nice at this age. Then I smiled. Then I said, minus me. They'll be nice forever. If your teenagers are becoming this thing, say they are very nice at this age, but probably what she's Facing at home is not so. How come we have other? How come we are happy? How come we have Christian? We have all sorts of things. Then later on, because we are not alert and continuing in the thanksgiving, continuing in the thanksgiving. Let me just say this to you. The Bible says that everything God has created is good. Everything God has created is good. If it's marriage, if it's your accommodation, if it's your car, if it's your uh, job, Everything God has created is good and it is to be received with thanksgiving. If you don't have time for thanksgiving, we call for thanksgiving, we tell you, you don't make time for thanksgiving just to come and, you see here we are building an altar because what you can do at home is not the same as we have all sacrificed to come here. And I'm going to lead you in just a prayer of thanksgiving. Just, that is even the minimum because there are various ways of thanking God depending on what, but if you do not recognize God in it, what are the areas in which we, last week we talked about Hezekiah, the things that God gave him? I don't know if anybody has given you a gift before. Sometimes God attaches men's heart. On my 50th birthday, people gave me thousands of pounds. Just yesterday, I, I found that my bank balance has come down because somebody has my bank account. I don't know if somebody has given you a gift before. May you receive the grace. May a million pounds be put into your bank account. In the name of Jesus. When it comes to your birthday, it's not Google, Google this thing texting you happy birthday. But may, you, may there be a significant change financially in the name of Jesus. I pronounce that federally blessing on you. Are you there with me? Because God says something that you, Hezekiah, I cause men. You know, sometimes when you see naughty people, 
don't worry about them. Some people may be like enemies, but God is preparing. They are saving for you. All the money that they've saved, they will never be comfortable unless they give you. Yeah, it's in the Bible. Two places in the Bible. It's in Ecclesiastes. It's also in uh, Proverbs. It so happened that it's the same writer, but the same person God inspired. But that's the truth of the matter. Is somebody hearing me? God says, I listen, I caused men to give you. And even when you were sick, when you were sick, you prayed and I healed you. But you didn't thank me accordingly. It's, that means God sees thanksgiving in a certain light. Look at David. Look at Psalms, the Psalms. Are you there with me? As is ending. From Psalm 50 going, praise the you know, praise and thanksgiving, they are used interchangeably. Look at, let's look at Psalm 50. Psalm 50, the last verse of Psalm 50. It tells us that giving glory and giving thanks, are you there with me? It is used interchangeably. Are you there? Is somebody there? Verse 23. Psalm 50, verse 23, the Bible says that whosoever offered praise, are you there with me? When you offer praise, you are glorifying me. When you offer praise, you are also thanking me. When you have a plainer Bible, are you there with me? So when you say, we praise thy name, oh God, you are thanking God. You are thanking God. One man says that when you have one hour to pray, use 45 minutes in thanking God. Use 45 minutes in thanking God. One person, apparently, he sells in a crate. He sells a particular fruit juice in a crate. And he heard about Thanksgiving. Whoa, Thanksgiving before the miracle happens. He heard about Thanksgiving. In the people of, in the, where people of old, they use Thanksgiving as a weapon of war. When the enemy is, they begin to thank God. It's a great demonstration of faith. So this person put the crate down and began to go around the crate in his bedroom, thanking God, thanking God, thanking God. Apparently, even the bed furniture wasn't complete. So much that the mattress was on the floor. So it was going around, just as I'm going around, it's thanking God. Going around, thanking God. We praise you, I praise you for a better, I praise you for good sales. I praise you for good sales. I praise you, I'm praising you that tomorrow, every fruit juice that I'll go and walk in between the cars, people will buy this and that and that. Behold, the next day, he so went past the CEO of that company and saw the crates of the company. He says, how long have you been selling? He said, this is all that I do. He was employed in that company, and he never sold the fruit juice again. And his income was far better than what he was. And the struggle that he was going to make was, in, 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 was undergoing to make ends meet. Is somebody hearing me? Come to Malachi chapter 2. Are you there with me? The Bible tells us in the book of Revelation that we are all priests. So when you build an altar... It is a time in which a connectivity between the divine, the spiritual realm, and the physical realm. That is what an altar means. So an altar can be an evil altar, just as what Jezebel did. So 
Elijah had to repair the broken altars and he called on God and fire came. When the altars are broken, sometimes when certain evil personalities, when they come, they try to attack the prayer of the church. This church is not attractive because of this. But that is our altar. That is where we meet God. Somebody came and said, ah, oh, this is a carpet. Somebody came and said that uh, this place is small. Somebody came and these things, you shouldn't be said. But it's uncontrollable. It is in what is in their hearts. Are you there? And these are ministers. It just came out of them and I said, man, I've taken note of you. I've taken note of you. Uncontrollable, it came out. Tells you something deep or there's a force that is behind. Are you there with me? So when you build an altar, it can be of a good purpose. Allow God to intervene in the situation or you can also allow Satan because there are other this thing. But all the altars, there's one thing that is common, sacrifice. You have to put something on. And that is what people miss. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter, I beg your pardon, Hebrew chapter 3 verse 16, is not everybody that left Egypt. What was God's intention? God is a good God. But God's intention was that he was going to deliver the people from Egypt. But when he came to go and buy a sheep, go and buy a goat, go and buy a sheep and kill it and drain the blood and touch the doorposts and tell your children, your teenage children, nobody go out this night. Everybody stay indoor. Exercise authority in your home. Nobody go out. People didn't listen. People say, we will not do it. And mainly it's the fathers. Very sad. It's the fathers. So we don't do it. Oh, why should I spend 20 pounds to go and buy a ship? Why should I spend 30 pounds to go and buy this? Why should I do this? And the breakthrough came. The next day, there was a financial release. There was softness in the heart of the people. And God said to them, go and borrow. All the financial institutions will give you as much as you borrow from them. And please, we are not saying you should go and borrow. Wait for God to tell you when to go and borrow. And we came to church. They said we can borrow. No. The servant. Anyway, let me not go there. Okay. So please, 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 please. please. Thanksgiving. Make time sincerely. Make time. When I give you the chance, bow down. If we have to come here, sincerely begin to call. Your husband's name, your wife's name, your, ma- your parents' name, your children's name. Begin to call every one of them. Uh, let me tell you something right there. The children that we think they are not okay, if you don't know what others are going through. Some are even looking for children. So many scenarios. And many times, right? It is Thanksgiving that converts that which you think is not good. That which you think is not good. Please, let me talk to you from my heart. I didn't intend to preach, but I think I'm getting a message. Okay? Now, listen to this. 
The Bible tells us that an altar is, we'll, we'll go into a lot about it. But there was a time that there was a plague. People were dying. Are you there with me? Just as we are seeing in this time. Now, right, we, we, we really do not know whether it's true that people are dying from this virus or the nurses are squeezing their neck at the hospital. That one we do not know. Probably if there's uh, any nurse, you could give us an insight. Unita, you could give us an insight into what exactly is happening, that the crisis is going. Uh, Angie, what is happening? That the people are, uh, the nurses in the house. Uh? Deloitte, please tell us what exactly is happening. Joshua, what do you think? Edwin, are they squeezing their net or genuinely people are? But it happened, it happened before, it's in the Bible. And the Bible says that David went to build an altar. But when he got to the place to build the altar, the owner of the place, are you there with me? Says, oh, King, you are here. I thank God that you've chosen my land to come and erect your altar and put your sacrifice. You know what, right? Everything is free. I will pay for it. And David said, no. It's of no value if it doesn't cost me. If it does, when we're growing up on our birthdays, on our children's birthdays, on our children's dedication, on various times, we get a job, we come, there's a book at the back. So as they, they are giving the announcement, a brother wants to say, a, a brother is giving a chance, giving up. Today, it's like it's missing. But it's not missing because I am heading this assembly. But let it not be missing. There's a book at the back that people will write, I have a Thanksgiving offering of uh, 50 pounds. I'm giving 1,000 pounds. I'm giving, you write it there. Then we announce it. Then we all praise God on your behalf because it's, my, it's a sister's birthday. Sometimes we don't even know it's your birthday. Now that we are of a particular size, so we try to know these things and push it ahead of time and try to get certain praises from us. Is somebody hearing me? Can somebody shut the gate? The door for us. All our warm airs. Are you there with me? Okay. So it is something that you, we, everyone should know that it has to come out of you. Are you? It has to come out of you. Probably today, you may say, "Okay, I have plans." Are you there with me? And who hasn't got plans? Who hasn't got plans? Especially in this season. Are you there with me? It's a season in which to part away even a pound. It's not like parting away a pound in March or parting away. Are you there? Because like everything has been budgeted. But there is that too. Sometimes too. It's not even your substance. But the situation in which you are in, you don't see any reason to give God a praise. You don't see any reason to tell God, I thank you. All these things that are, oh, pastor, you are full. That is why I can we praise you. You are full. You don't see it. And so it makes your thanksgiving a sacrifice. It makes your praise a sacrifice because it's, it's difficult coming out. It's difficult coming out. That prayer has not been answered. Various things have not been done. Are you there with me? Things are not what it is. That the customers are not coming. The money is not flowing. But you thank God ahead of time. Is somebody hearing me? That which will cost you. Now, let me close on this note. In Malachi chapter 2, the Bible says, and all ye priests, this is a commandment for you. Okay, now, let me just stop here before we go to verse 2. Are you a priest or not? 
Revelation chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. See what Jesus Christ, the blood that was shed on Calvary, has done to us. Hail, it's nice to see you and family coming to thank God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Are you there? Revelation, are you there on the screen? The Bible tells us five and six. Or probably let's read from all of one, or from one to, because Revelation is one of the things that the Bible says that just the reader is blessed and the hearer is blessed. So just imagine you are reading it yourself and you are hearing it. You are, you are double blessed. He said, the revelation of Jesus Christ, God gave unto him to show his servant. I you there shortly the things signifying the servant, verse 2. It goes on to say that who bore record, who bear, I beg your pardon, record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and all the things that he saw. Verse 3 says, blessed is he that read it. Are you there with me? So me, I'm reading, I'm blessed, isn't it? So you read as well. Then it goes on to say that they that hear these words of this prophecy and keep, are you there with me? So it's not only the reader, but they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep them. So threefold blessings, are you there with me? Is for us. Glory be to God. Verse 4 says that, talking about Jesus Christ, says that John saw the seven churches in Asia, man, and grace be unto you, this and that and that and that and that. Okay, now, verse 5. Okay, he says, that, and from Jesus Christ, who is a faithful, so the subject is what? Jesus Christ. From Jesus Christ, who is what? A faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, and wash us in his blood. Isn't it good news? Do you all believe it? Do you all believe this? Every one of you, everyone, there is nothing, there is no sin, there is nothing that you have done that holds you. If you have only received Jesus Christ, this is the truth. Now, look at it. Look at verse 6. Verse 6 says, as a result of this, and has made us kings and priests. Say, I'm a king. I will reign and rule my world. Say, I'm a priest. Yes, I'll do my priestly duties. Are you there? The Bible says that he has made us kings and priests unto Basildon Council. He has made us kings and priests unto what? Southern Council. He has made us kings and priests unto what? NHS. He has made us kings and priests unto where? Tesco. He has made us kings and priests unto God. So now, are you a priest or not? Edwin, are you a priest? Agreed. Edwin agreed. Now let's go to uh, Malachi chapter 2. Marilyn, you agree? You are, see, when you are walking, say, have you seen a cane walking, <laughs> a cane walking like that before? Please. You don't have to walk like that. Pay your parking ticket. Pay your fine. And walk boldly. Are you there? Please, if it's also a devourer that is entering your finances by giving you parking tickets and speed cameras and all these things, we rebuke the devourer in the name of Jesus. And if it's 60 pounds, pay it at 60 pounds before it gets to 120. Then they send a bailiff at your house. Even if a pastor is knocking, hello, 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 you are not picking. Then the kingship is being affected. The Bible said the righteous, the righteous is as bold as a lion. Either if you are climbing the steps, they are coming to church confidently. Then you know the effect of the blood of Jesus. Are you there with me? He says, oh, ye priests, hear this commandment. So he's talking to me, isn't it? 
Only me, Patrick Evan. Then he says that if he will not hear, if he will not lay to heart to give glory unto my name. Look at it. Look at this. To give glory, to give praise, to give thanks. If you will not lay to heart, let it sink deep in you. Are they not ten cleansed? Jesus said it clearly. Are they not ten cleansed? But people find it not fit. Today, like, even if you are not able to come, our Zoom should be jammed. But what I've come to realize is that there are a lot of things that are hidden from us. Yesterday, we had a discussion with my dear wife, and I said, I see some people, we met them 20 years ago when we started the Run for Church, but Christ has not actually penetrated. Christ has not actually penetrated. But they were active in church, as if they are in church, but they have not understood the whole effect of Christianity. It's like duality, double life. And now we become enemies. Please, give your heart. Say, my son, give me your heart. And you'll make it better. I tell you, you'll make it better. Glory be to God. We are not there yet, but we are thanking God and praising him. Is somebody hearing me? Yes, we are not apprehended. Yes, there's a reason why he apprehended us. Glory be to God. Amen and amen. Okay. He goes on to say, See it, the Lord of hosts. I will send a curse upon you, say minus me. And I will curse your blessing. And what? I will curse, I, he says, yeah, I have cursed them already. Because you do not lay to heart. Are you there? So you find out that when we get the opportunity to say thank you, which on a daily basis, when you get up, even there, if there's nothing to say, when you get your food, say thank you, God. Even you see, if it's not in your heart, eh, before the kitchen to the table, you have tasted the food. You have picked one or two. It happens to me. Sometimes we sit at the table, sometimes too. We don't sit at the table as a group. But every so often, it so happens that we meet at the table. And somebody has to remind us, have you prayed? Then we have already started eating, including me, the head pastor of the house. Because we have not laid, it's not, it's not, it's not deep into us that people are not getting food to eat. People are struggling. People are sick. Sometimes you can be sick and you lose your appetite. And God says that you, Hezekiah, you nearly died. And I gave you 15 more years. Now you don't thank me accordingly. So that means that the sort of thanksgiving that God wants, it depends. Are you there with me? It is relative. It's not the same. Is somebody hearing me? Yes. It isn't the same from person to person. To do all that I can do is to pause everything that we are doing and allow you, even in a time, whatever you do, whether you pace about, whatever, but one of the things that I will end on this note is that let it come deep from you. Glory be to God. Let it come deep from you. Deep from you. Lay it, let it come from you. The Father, I thank you. Thank God for your parents if they are living. Thank God for your husband. 
Thank God for your children. Mention, see, the Apostle Paul makes something. He understood this and he makes something. He said, I make mention of you. This morning as our sister was praying, he was calling people by families. He was calling people by families. And make mention of you in my prayers. Children, call, thank God for mommy. Thank God for daddy. Call daddy's name. Call mommy's name. I thank God. I thank God. Today, my daughter sent something that really touched me. He said, we really love you. Really, really love you. Try my best for life to be very comfortable for them. But let it not be. Because what they are experiencing, I didn't have a tiny bit. The sort of... Now, even if we are going somewhere in the nicest of cars... You can get some who say, I don't want to come. During our childhood, we just wanted to jump into cars. <laughs> but there are times we have managed to even get a particular this thing. Now what they are begging for is that they want to jump on a bus. The other time they were begging to go on a train because they want to have a train experience. We didn't have that. And you just have to thank God. <laughs> Esther, you're looking at me in a certain way. But I'm telling you sincerely that what you have, we didn't have it. And I thank God. I will personally thank God. I'm holding a microphone. When you hold it, whatever you want to thank God for, but I'm thanking God from the depth of my heart in the name of Jesus. Now, bow down your heads. Just connect with God. Make an altar in the name of Jesus. If you will stand, stand. I'm not going to make a prayer, a general prayer, because it is relative in the name of Jesus. Just thank God. Just bless his name. On this Thanksgiving day, on this Thanksgiving day, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Temple of God International Podcast. We pray that you have thoroughly received the word and that it will bless and enhance your life in unthinkable ways. We encourage you to not only subscribe to this podcast, but also to our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on our social media pages. We strive to encourage you with the word of God. God bless you. Until next time.